another episode of the Sports Rap Podcast. You can find us on iHeart and wherever you get your podcast. Just search Sports Rap Podcast and my Memoji will pop up and you can check episodes that you have missed or current episodes that will go up very soon. So I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit of basketball. Like I said, I want to save the football stuff for when my partner gets here. He's running a little late today, but he'll be in today nonetheless. Now, we talked briefly in my in my opening and my news and updates about this series with the Clippers and the Nuggets. And, and like I mentioned to you, the Nuggets have shocked a lot of people, uh, if you will. They're a young team. They're playing with a lot of spunk, a lot of swagger, most definitely a lot of heart. And, excuse me, going into these playoffs, they really, really had nothing to lose. So it, it appears to me that they are playing every game uh, like it's their last. Like Jamal Murray said, and I posted the quote, he said, you know, in life you find things that, uh, have value to you, have meaning to you, things you want to fight for. He said they found something that they want to fight for and they're going to fight. And this was all in the instance of him uh, being a little down in that Utah series where they were facing a closeout game. And he said he was in his room packing his clothes. Then he decided he didn't want to pack. He texted his teammates. He said he wasn't ready to go home. And the story is writing itself right now. But I want to talk about some other stuff with the NBA. Um, as you know, like I, I've given the NBA kudos all um, restart long about how they've handled everything when we're still in this pandemic. So I give them kudos to um, everything that they have done and handled and how they've handled the situation. And now they're, they were already, with this restart and the way the season is playing out now, they were already looking at a very short, uh, quick offseason. But they've decided to give themselves a little bit more time, so they've pushed some things back. The uh, the NBA draft um, is still scheduled in October. It was initially scheduled for the 16th, and free agency was set to begin two days later on October the 18th. Those dates have been pushed back. Um, they have not come up with a date as of yet. Also, they said at the start of the season will probably be around Christmas, which is a stretch I, I believe as well so it, it will be fun to see how they go about this um they also um have to look forward to a draft like we said they also have to look to um getting together and doing something with this new cba uh so they have a lot of work to do in a very short period of time and what needs to be done I hope will take place and will become um, another season for the NBA a longer season where there will not be a break in the season we can just get through the season and have an NBA season so like I said getting back to that other series um, we have another game seven between the Nuggets and the Clippers and like I mentioned the Nuggets uh, are fighting they found something that they want to fight for and they are definitely fighting for it I initially, uh, in my predictions when the playoffs were set, um, didn't think that they would uh, get 
this far to this series. I figured it would be over in six games. And again, like I mentioned earlier, no no discredit or no disrespect to the Nuggets. I just felt like the Clippers were a better team. Um, I felt like the Clippers had a better bench and also slightly felt like the Clippers had a better coaching staff. Uh, but again, when you have teams that have nothing to lose, again, I'm going to probably say it a couple more times, that found something that they want to fight for. And again, like I said, they are putting the NBA on notice that they are going to be a force to be reckoned with for, for the next few years. You can see that um, in their swagger, in their style. They've got two young superstars, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Uh, other stars, other players are beginning to emerge as well, but those are their two superstars. And by by God, right now, they are playing like superstars. If you haven't seen any of their games, you, you can. I'm sure you can get on YouTube or whatever and see highlights of past games, but these two are definitely, definitely playing like superstars. So we'll see them tomorrow night uh, in Game 7 and a win or go home against the Clippers to face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And also Tuesday night, the Eastern Conference Finals will begin the Heat uh, facing off against the Celtics. Now, just to talk a little bit about that series, the Heat versus the Celtics, I think it's going to be a good series. Uh, I, I am on the fence when I watch the Miami Heat currently because they have Jimmy Butler, who the Sixers failed to re-sign, failed to keep. That was the one person that I thought that they should have kept. A lot of people, I'm sure, feel the same way. And we see what he has done with those young guys, that young team down in Miami. And we see the levels that they have jumped from where they were last year and the year prior to that. They have a leader now, a vocal leader, and they also have a leader that is a leader on the court. He leads with his voice and he also leads by example. So I'm a little, not a little, I'm discouraged and disappointed that my guys, the Sixers brass, let him get away, which is, I think, I just think that they should have kept him, um, and, and I said it before when they made the signing of Tobias Harris. I'm not, I wasn't too disappointed with it because I understood the business at that particular time. They couldn't let both of them get away. I just wish it had been the other way. It's just my opinion from my basketball standpoint. And again, there's no um, discredit or disrespect to Tobias Harris. Um, I like him as a player, but I just still wish that we could have kept Jimmy. Um, I felt like with the money that he got in the sign of Al Horford in his contract, there could have been a way to keep both of them. But didn't work out that way, and we are where we are. So we know now that the Sixers are in a coaching search, definitely in a search for coaching. So we look at this, and we've heard the names. We've seen all the names that were floating around. One of the names that is very constant and is always um, accompanied with the mutual interest phase or phrase is Tyron Lue. Um, I also read that, I think last week, that I heard a report that the Sixers were 
possibly close to a deal. And I'm thinking to myself, how can you be close to a deal when you, you haven't even interviewed this gentleman yet? Um, in my opinion, uh, people have also brought up Nate McMillan, who was just let go by the uh, Indiana Pacers. Billy Donovan's name, since his contract has expired, and he won't be returning to Oklahoma City. His name has popped up. Uh, John Lucas, assistant coach, also with the Clippers, his name has popped up. I don't know why Sam Cassell's name hasn't popped up. Um, there are other names. Jay Wright, his name has popped up, and he decided, and he put out a statement that he is not interested in the job, which I kind of figured from the very start when I first heard his name. And there are other names floating around. But at this point, I feel like the Sixers need to interview every possible candidate that's out there. Uh, maybe you find the right guy in just an interview process, or maybe you get somebody in here that really wows you and has a plan or some ideas of what you can do with the roster that you have. So I think that, again, they should interview everybody. They shouldn't just have their eye, have tunnel vision in this search and set their eyes on on one particular uh, coach or one particular person, even if there is a reported mutual interest. It's all fine and well, but, again, you could have mutual interest in the player and a coach, and that coach would have mutual interest in that job, and then someone else could come along and, like I said, knock your socks off in an interview and trump that mutual interest so i feel like everyone that's available needs to be spoken to or spoken with um and then you go from there i also feel like elton brand has to begin to put his foot down and i understand that they wanted to do things by committee but i think elton brand the former player um, that knows what type of caliber players you need, what type of players and coaching staff you need to be successful in the NBA, needs to be have needs to be or needs to have the final say, and, and just make some hard nosed decisions on how the Sixers move on uh, to proceed with their search and you know to make some changes or do some things to the roster, which I think is going to happen in the off season anyway. And the trades, Elton Brand has already put it out there that he is not looking to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. So while I bring that up right now, let, let, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. And I'm sure uh, people are anxious to hear some things that I have to say. Maybe not, but nonetheless, I've talked to a lot of people. And a lot of people have been throwing out these ideas of different teams and how they could or what they would like to do or what they think about what moved uh what moving Joel and B. Let's start let's start there, for example. One of the problems uh with that type of trade right now is the simple fact that the way the NBA is set up Joel Embiid is a, is a top 10, top 8 player in the NBA right now. More than likely, you will not get a top 7, top 8 player back in his return. 
And there are people who say, oh, let's take the draft picks. You know, we can get draft picks. We all know, excuse me, that draft picks are a shot in the wind. We know that. Okay. Uh, right now, currently, the Sixers hold the 21st overall pick, and then they have four selections in the second round. And again, like I said, I don't want to do the picks. I wouldn't suggest, and I'm sure the Sixers and Elton Brand are thinking the same way, because when you think about it and you break down, you could say hypothetically trade Joel and B, and you get this stockpile of draft picks. Then you would be in the situation where OKC is right now, where they have a plethora of picks. They'll probably move on from Chris Paul some type of way, and they're in a rebuild. Right now, a rebuild is not where the Sixers want to be. And I know it hurt, it stung. You got swept out of the playoffs in the first round this year with the high expectations. And we know the hiccup that happened in the season. No excuses. Should have been should have been a harder fourth series. But nonetheless, they got swept. It ended the way it ended. We all have to live with that now. But you were two years ago three, four bounces away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So I don't think it's a good decision to take on all these draft picks because then you would be in a rebuild again. I think what needs to be done is there needs to be, like there has been said by some of the current players and by a lot of people and myself being one, there has to be a coach that comes in and is big on accountability. Your superstars are your superstars. You have to add pieces around your superstars, which are Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You have Tobias Harris in that contract, so you're probably going to have to live with that for a little while. Probably also to Al Horford, unless you get a team and some things that you move. But the problem becomes with trades with the Sixers are, again, you won't get top eight talent back in return for Joel Embiid. You won't get first-team defensive player of the year talent back for Ben Simmons. And if you do that, you will probably have to move some other pieces as well. Uh, a lot of things have come up, and Matisse Thibel's name has come up. I don't think this is the right time to put him in a trade right now. He's only been here for a year, but we see his defensive prowess, and that can only get better. The offense will come. We really don't need his offense right now. But teams are going to begin to ask for key parts of your roster. Uh, I do believe that there does need to be some changes made on the roster, and I'm sure a lot of other people can agree with me in that as well. But you can't jump the gun and say trade Ben Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. You won't get anything. You won't get anything reasonable back for them right now. We have to do other things with that roster to find players to complement those two, and we have to find a coach that can handle that and that will hold these guys accountable for their actions on and off the court. It's just that simple. So, Elton Brand, you have a lot on your plate you have a lot on your shoulders right now um like i said you showed me some things when you got here with the jimmy butler trade 
with the Tobias Harris Bowlby trade when that initial trade was made. You showed me something there. So I think you need to get back to that and use the fact that you are respected still around the league in some conversations that you need to put your foot down and you need to do what's best for the team. Like I said, moving forward, you can run things past your counterparts in that front office, but you need to be the one making that final decision to improve on this team in a very short time. And you also need to get some accountability and hold your stars accountable to be the stars and be the leaders that they say that they want to be. They have to start showing that. You have to get someone in here to bring that out of them so so that they can show that. It is now 11.59, 59 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. It's just about lunchtime, folks. Going to take another quick break. When I come back, we're going to get into some football talk. Hopefully my partner will be here and we can close out this last hour with some football talk. We're going to get through week one, talk about some of the social injustice um, things that we saw around the league in week one, and get you ready for week two. Also, closing out, get you ready for tonight's two Monday night games, closing out week one. It's your boy D. You are tuned in to Sports Rap on Heat 100 Radio. I'll see you on the other side in just a few minutes. Sports Rep Podcast here on Heat100Radio.com. Like I said, my partner is back with me. Feels good, bro. Good Feels good, man. To have him back. Feels good. And I know you were tuned in, so I, I gave up what I usually do, the scores and stuff. I talked a little basketball, I talked to those Sixers. Mm-hmm. And I left off with the Sixers talk with uh, talking about the coaching candidates, the names that popped up. One of the things I mentioned was I felt like, or I feel like, everybody that's available needs to be interviewed. Right. Because of where you were, how this last season played out. And I'm including everything. The hiccup with the stoppage of play, then the restart, and then moving into the playoffs. And it was just a bad, bad playoff series for us this year, considering the expectations that were had for the year. But just seeing it, the way it played out. And then I also mentioned watching the Miami Heat right now. It's tough for me. Yes, because it's real tough. It's because real. of the person that we yeah. let get away mm-hmm. and what he's done with that particular team. And I look at that roster, and it's no discredit to that roster, but I look at that roster, and then I look at the Sixers roster. I would edge out the Sixers as being a little bit more talented on paper. And unfortunately it did not work out that way for us. We are where we are, but again, like I said, I just need them to interview everybody that's available. There needs to be some roster changes. And I also feel like Elton Brand needs to be the one to put his foot down now. Yeah, and like I said, I know and I've been hearing that it's been by committee. You know, they're going to run things past everybody. But I think Elton, being the former player, being the most basketball mindful in that group, he needs to, at some point towards the end of all that, put his foot down and say, this is the direction we're going. This is what we're going to do. Either you like it, you're with me or you're not with me, but this is what's going to happen. This is how yeah. we need to do it. That's it. That's the the Sixers in itself, where we sit with the Sixers right now, is 
you know, like I know, it's all on on the shoulders of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lack of leadership is the reason why Jimmy Butler is not here. Yep. Is the reason why we gave big contracts to guys because we felt like the market made us mm-hmm. do it because if we lost them along right. with Jimmy Butler, we definitely wouldn't have anything. Right. So I mean for for, for this organization it's pivotal because this is going to determine well you got Ben Simmons for like another three years. Mm-hmm. Three, four years. Right. You got you got Joel for like another three years on that mm-hmm. contract. And now Tobias for about three or four more years. And you got him for about another three, four Mm -hmm. years. So whoever you bring in, that coach knows for the next at least two Mm -hmm. to possible two and a half years. This is my foundation. All right, here's the foundation. What can I add to what you have now? Right. What philosophy are you bringing into what's here now? Are you going to tear down the the, the previous philosophy to Mm -hmm. to import yours in and how long will that take right. because this was a team that was trusting the process mm-hmm. to go uphill and once we got a little high up it stopped the yep. progression stopped yep we flattened out we flattened out mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like the coronavirus he just yep. we went up yep. and then yeah, it just flattened out and then it remained so yeah the coaching may have got it here mm-hmm. but then bringing somebody else the person that you bring in might get got you a, there it gotta it gotta go up, and if it yeah. doesn't go up, and it just plateaus out for them, we wasting time. Yep. We gotta get we can get with what we got now. Absolutely. And you gonna have to tear the house down and be yeah. processing all over. Again. Yeah. You and that's I mean? not really the direction that you really really want to go in right now. Nah. Like I said, nah. being two years two years two three bounces away from the Eastern Conference Finals is it, pretty pretty hard. That'll be a pretty pretty hard pill to swallow. To want to start over to again. Want to start over, yeah. So we will definitely delve into more of that once we get into the off season mm-hmm. and get that going. So, folks, you know, of course, the shirt today is orange. It's a bright color today, courtesy of World Envision. Uh, you can get them on at World Envision W R L D N V S N on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook and World Envision, spelt the same way. Dot com is their website. Two brothers, two young brothers from New Orleans who have started their own T-shirt company. And go check them out. Support them. Tell them Sports Rap sent you. Black owned. So support, support, support. So now that my partner's here, we can get into these scores. Mm-hmm. We can do this football thing. Got a few games that we can talk about. And do what we do. We're going to have our announcement to make once we get through these schedules and, and talk about these football games. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hold this until you got here because I, I just said what I mentioned to the people was we always have good dialogue, mm-hmm. even regarding the fact that you are a 49ers fan and I'm an Eagles fan. But we still have some really, really good dialogue with our respective teams' games and other mm-hmm. games around the league. So let's just get through some of these scores real quick. You know uh, the 2020 season started off on Thursday. We had the defending champs, Houston, sorry, Kansas City, defeat Houston 34-20. We moved into our Sunday games. You got the Seahawks defeat the Falcons 38-25. The Jets fall to the Bills 27-17. Chicago edges out Detroit in a thriller 27-23. 
Green Bay beats up on Minnesota, 43-34. Miami falls to New England, 21-11. The Philadelphia Eagles fall to the Washington football team, 27-17. That game will definitely be talked about a little bit. Las Vegas defeats Carolina, 34-30. Indianapolis falls to Jacksonville, 27-20. Baltimore beats up on Cleveland, 38-6. The Chargers edge out the Bengals, 16-13. Tampa Bay in the debut of Tom Brady for his new team. They fall to New Orleans, 34-23. Talk a little bit about that game as well. Arizona edges out San Francisco, 20-24. Dallas gets edged out by the Rams in the opening of their new stadium, 20-17. So that last score really is like a saving grace for Eagles fans or most Eagles fans because it's a Dallas loss. Yeah, yeah. So anytime you have that that <laughs> that kind of thing, Eagles, an Eagles loss, <laughs> or if you have a Dallas loss, period, you know, it's always a good thing for the Eagles. And it kind of slowed up the chatter mm-hmm. for this season so far because mm-hmm. both teams lost. So it's not as much going Who's on right now. Right. Um, That's the loss. The question. Now, and in reality... Wow. It's a real good question. That's the question. The question is, whose loss is worse? Is the Eagles' and loss? You could very you could very easily initially say that the Eagles' loss is worse. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to do it, and I don't want people to think or get the impression that I'm blaming it on injuries or things of that nature because I never do. Mm-hmm. You know that, Baldy, from right. being here with me, right. from talking to me just in general. I never blame it on that. And I have some things that I that I can say and I will say about that Eagles game. But now that I've broken that down that way, with considering those injuries to some key players mm-hmm. that really, really made a difference in that Eagles game, you could also argue that the Dallas game was a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Because although it wasn't a division game, which the Eagles game was a division game, But it was still a conference game. And for the expectations that are abound with the Cowboys as being a contender and not a pretender, it looks like that's a game that you should have won. New coach, new philosophy. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things that were said this morning were the fact that they got the new blood as far as the coach. They got some new talent but they're still the same Cowboys. So now it's like Dak's record, and I'm just throwing some numbers out there just for sake of conversation. His numbers now in one possession games is now one and seven. Mm. And to me... It's a big number. I think that might be part of the reason why he was franchise tagged and hasn't been given the Mm. big money yet. And... We're going to talk Eagles, so don't don't fret, fans. There is some things where you can kind of look at. There might be some similarities in this in these comparisons, but the Cowboys seem to do the same thing every year in a lot of games within their seasons. They get to the point where they can't get over the hump. They can't close the deal. Um, listening to the pregames yesterday, there was a stat that was put out that the Eagles have won more playoff games in the last three years than the Cowboys have won since 96. Uh, listen, 
It's kind of weird you said that. And because we ha- I said something to somebody the other day. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, oh, at the at the softball game. Okay. I was talking to Corey. Mm-hmm. And I Corey said, Corey Williams. You, yeah, I was the talking to Dallas Cowboy fan. I said, at the I said, well, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. I said, well, my son is fifth. My son is fifteen, almost sixteen. That is the last time that y'all got to the playoffs and lost in the first round. Tony Romo was your was your quarterback, mm-hmm. and his record isn't too much different from mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. Right. You know what I mean? Now, that's right. a whole... You're almost going two decades. Mm-hmm. Two decades. Almost two decades without having yeah. a win. Right. A playoff win. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of crazy because mm-hmm. to have expectations of this team and the given the history of what they've done, how do they keep getting this expectation? I don't know. I mean, you, you can go back as far as last season and look how they pretty much had the division wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. And then it got to that point where the Eagles somehow, some way showed up and had to win out to win the division, and they did it. It's yeah. like the second time they did it in like the last three or four years that they did that. Yeah. Dallas pretty much had the, the division in hand. The Eagles came down to the late end of the season, and they won. But again, like you just said, you, they get the same expectations every year, and they don't hold up. It's false expectations. And you move to the other side, and you look at the green and white, or the mm. green and silver, however you call it. They've done some things. It's getting a little old for me right now that they have to get their backs pushed to the wall in order to play. In order to really play. Right. A lot of things that I saw yesterday from my quarterback are things that in year, what is this, year four or five now? Yeah. Things that should have been cleaned up. The unnecessary sacks and key Mm -hmm. moments of games. Carson, come on, dude. You got to get with the program. You got to throw the ball away. You You can't. you, You have to throw the ball away. The one where you took us out of field goal position, out of field goal range, it was a stretch. It was almost there, mm-hmm. but like they say, almost only counts in horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. He so had it didn't really matter. He had an opportunity. Um, you need to be a little bit more better with some of your throws. Some of those interceptions, I can't put them all on you, mm-hmm. but I can put some of it on you. Now, do you think he was you trying to it. force the issue, being as though the momentum, the momentum has I think shifted? I think some of them he was trying to, which he has, it a, look natural which he while. has a tendency yeah, to do. It it and like that's why I say it, it's getting a little old for me because a lot of times you pull those games out. But yesterday, I think he pushed the issue just a little bit too much mm-hmm. because there were passes that he normally makes. The couple that he overthrew to Ertz. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the one drop from Hightower, which should have right. been a catch. Right. You know, and. For him, you could arguably say that he was mirroring the way last season ended. Yeah. With my receiving core not being up to par mm-hmm. and the drops. But still, there are moments where you have to take it upon yourself and remember what you're doing and be mindful of what you're doing. And some of those sacks that you took 
late in that game, which helped the momentum as well, you have to throw the ball away. Yeah. They, I know one thing that I, I thought about it after the game. The one thing that loomed, I think is looming over his head is that the chip was won without. Mm -hmm. And that's something that he's, he in Philly. Right. Where City got they first and ever mm -hmm. without you. And the guy that got us there ain't here no more. It's mm -hmm. it's a it's something looming over this dude's head where his stats don't mean nothing to to Philadelphia fans. Your stats don't mean, don't mean nothing. nothing. Right? Can can you, you get win. us the chip? Because now win. the city is chip hungry. Yep. So it's like, all right, my man. We know that technically, before you got hurt, you was on your way to an MVP year, mm -hmm. arguably the MVP if he don't get hurt. Yeah, we we need to see some more of that. He gets hurt again. Mm -hmm. Nick takes over. Nick wins the chip. Mm -hmm. Okay. You come back to the rim. You get bumped out the playoffs. Now you back. Mm -hmm. You got that's that's the first full year of yeah. being healthy. Yep. So now. And uh, and argue, and arguably a game that you should have won. And you should have won. And and now here we go. Because the defense was doing what the defense do. Mm -hmm. So now here it is. Technically, your, your, your sophomore year of healthiness. Mm -hmm. Your sophomore year. And like you said, it ended. That game, that game picked up the way last season yeah. ended. And so for him, it, I think it's more mental. Mm -hmm. I think it's more mental. Because yeah. when you watch certain things he does, mm -hmm. and you see the frustration... And then you start right. seeing him force the issue that the, the pass ain't as tight, the mm -hmm. pass is at the ground. Now, yep. it was drops. It was some drops that could have changed yeah. the complex of the game. True. I get that. But you went from the middle of the second quarter, and you never got another point mm -hmm. put on that board. Now, whether or not you score right. is one thing, but to be put in position You didn't even get in position points, to score. Right. That's the issue. Yeah. And, and for him... The, that mental block, he's gonna have to. In order for this team to get to get to where they think they're gonna be, mm -hmm. he's gonna have. Yeah, he just he just he, gave Washington some some heart. Yeah, Washington's and, got some heart. And again, the team is not good. Nah, at all. They're not. I mean, the best thing going for them is their defensive line, which showed yesterday. Mm -hmm. But they could have been beat. They should have been beaten. They, they should have been beat. They should have been beaten. You did what you wanted. You came out early in the game, and it looked like you were going to be able to dominate and do whatever you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then it looked like something set in, like you just said, like the black cloud just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's and it was like a mirror. Something of, going on with him, man. And to give up seven, eight sacks to that team, I kind of give that to everybody. Now, people will say yeah. offensive line wasn't what it should have been. It's all fine and well. But then we go back into the game within the game. Mm -hmm. The coaching staff, now you've got to start adjusting yeah. to pull that defensive line yeah. off. You keep dropping back passing, dropping back throwing, they're going to pin their ears back and they're going to keep coming, knowing that your offensive line is subpar to right. what it should be. Right. This is where you have to help your team out as a coach, as a Additional coaching staff. Blocker. 
you leave an additional blocker in there. Your running back can or, be a blocker. Right. You bring in another tight end. Right. Or you start running the ball. Yeah. Even though it's not, it may not be as successful as you want it to, mm-hmm. you've got to find ways to slow that defensive line down, which changed the momentum mm-hmm. and actually took the momentum and just let it trickle into the rest of the defense mm-hmm. because their secondary is not that good. No. Like not, said, not that good. That it, your right. offense was good enough. Right. To, to light right. them Even up with the injuries, way. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and it should have should have played out that way. But, you know, like we say, it's a long season. Hopefully, knowing Doug's history, he'll get these things cleaned up. But at some point, somewhere very quickly, someone has to get Carson in that film room and reassure to him or reiterate to him, you've got to throw the ball away. Yeah. You can't take those types of sacks that knock you out of position to score points. Whether it's field goals or whether it's extending the drive to get a touchdown, those plays are something that in your tenure right now, you should be, you should have that in your repertoire. You you should be able to know when you got to throw the ball away. Mm Got to throw it away. I think, and and not to even, not to dig into the, the bag that far back, but I still think there's some sort of remnants left over from how his reaction and his his treatment was to the team during that championship run, where he considered himself not the not not the good teammate, where he right. said, "I could have did things differently. I was mm-hmm. a little," I, and I think there are guys that are still there, right? Who remember that? Yeah, mainly the and, offensive line. Because right. a lot of them are still intact from mm-hmm. that from that championship run. Yeah. And I think some of them mm-hmm. may still remember. May still Not remember, saying yeah. that you need they, they kind of yeah. bring it to the field. But that's one of the things is, is like from Carson's outlook, he's got to he's got to accept it mm-hmm. for what it is, and he's got to play football. Yeah. And when I say play football, I mean just play football. You, you've got to get away from the pressure somehow, some way. Because that pressure is killing you yeah. right now. I mean, your stats, your stats were still good. Yeah. But killing the team. The overall, when you should have gotten a win, you got a loss. So it, it it bodes very differently when you have that pressure in the way the rest of the team plays. Yeah. yeah. And we still believe we. I mean, that's that one thing that you and I both agree is, you know, if you're going to give the person the wins, you got to give them the losses. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's just that yep. loss goes on him. He the leader. Yeah, yep. he's a leader. So let's talk a little bit about the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game. Mm. Now, we all know how that was looked at on paper. You figure initially we knew going in it was Tampa, it was Tom and Gronk. Then just right before the season actually started, they pick up a Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing his name a lot yesterday. Nah. And you, you can't the ball by five or six. You times. can't sell me on the fact that he's only been here a week. He doesn't know the playbook. Can't sell me on that because the type of running back, the type of player that Leonard Fournette is, you can give him the ball yeah, and he yeah, can and do he'll things. Figure it out. Yeah. He can do things. You know, he can ad lib as we like to say mm-hmm. along the way. But it's different here, Tom. This is not. It's an adjustment. This is not the same AFC that you've dominated for the past several years. These are not the same 
teammates. This is not South, the same baby. culture. The South. And it's the South. It's the and N- it ain't going to get no easier. It's the NFC South. It's, it's the NFC period. So your dominance is not what it once was. Yeah. So, again, like you just said, it's an adjustment for him. It's a huge adjustment. Because in reality, I didn't even hear Gronk's name called a lot. Wow. I don't even remember yesterday. Him. I think he caught about three or four yeah, passes. About three passes. It wasn't, yesterday. It wasn't much. He wasn't targeted. That and much the sack, the sacks on Brady, mm-hmm. where he's used to not really being touched a lot yeah. or at all. The pick six, which he had ending his year. Yes. Yeah. Now. Six you're playing against a division that was a pretty tough division anyway. I mean, the Saints have really much owned that division Correct. for the last couple of years. But the bottom line is you moving into that division, everybody in that division that you play now is going to give you their A-plus game because mm-hmm. of who you are coming mm-hmm. into that division. And Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and the Saints just showed me yesterday that they are still the cream of the crop in mm-hmm. that division mm-hmm. right now. And for them adding the pieces that they added, which was not a lot. No, it wasn't. It's like Emmanuel Sanders and maybe one or two other players. Mm-hmm. But it shows that you're not coming over here and just automatic, we're not gonna just automatically fold because you yeah. Tom Brady. You gonna earn if you want this division, you gonna earn it. He's looking at that schedule, saying, "Okay, I got to play them again. Yep. Then I got to play Atlanta twice. Mm-hmm. Then I got to play Carolina twice. That's just your division. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. That's just your division. And then, like they say, by order of finish, you're gonna have to play some other NFC teams." It, it, listen. And some of those teams may be the likes of uh, Green Bay, mm-hmm. who's playing with the quarterback that has a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. because of how their draft played it out. Seattle, who's always in the mix. The reigning NFC champions. Niners. The Niners. Yeah, you still got Arizona in the, okay. in the mix. Even though the Eagles played as poorly as they played yesterday, and the Cowboys, and I hate to say it that way, but it's reality. They're still in the conference. Yeah. So at some point, you may end up playing one or two or three of these teams. Mm-hmm. So like you just said, it's not going to get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. And and the, and the season gets longer. Right. You know and I mean? you don't have, you didn't have a lengthy training camp. So you're still building relationships mm-hmm. with these players. And it's not like the players in, in I mean, in New England, where it just seemed like, you had to be a special breed or a special person yeah, to yeah. play under Belichick and play with Tom Brady in New England. So it's not the same culture anymore. Now, there are guys that I looked at yesterday on that Tampa Bay team where the one point where Tom was yelling about somebody running an incorrect route or stopping on a route or something. In New England, he didn't get much feedback mm-hmm. from other players. You're in a whole different culture now. You may have some players on that roster that would tell you to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Or maybe if you threw the ball and threw me open, I would have caught mm-hmm. them, you know. So I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen, but there is the potential. 
And that's another yeah. thing that you can check off on your list as a chain that could be a shock well, to him. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that he's 40-something, and now these guys are coming. There's that There's that thing where Tom Brady... Tom Brady is like... Tom Brady is like the uncle in your family who, who doesn't respect you as a grown man even though you're his nephew. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're you're a grown man as well with kids of your own, right? And he's gonna talk reckless to you, not wrong, wrong one, champ, right? You know what I mean? You right. did that over there, yeah. o- over there. That was that was about four or five years ago. <laughs> it was about you know four or five saying? years ago. And so that's yeah. what's gonna happen over there with guys right. like Mike Evans and right. Like Biggie said, things done change. Things done change, man. <laughs> things done things change. change. It is not. It is not the same outfit, right? The outfit that Tom Brady had on in New England was scripted for him. Yeah. Those wide receivers was not going to talk back. Right. The offensive line was going to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that a lot of people on that team, because of his stature, yeah. they're going to, yo, listen. this dude know his stuff. Like, he been around. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, it's always an issue when you have a new generation of people coming up. Rookies, two-year guys, whatever, whatever. And then you got the old head mm-hmm. who's trying to enforce that old that same style he had elsewhere right. on them. And right. sometimes that clashes. And yeah. you're really not going to know until midseason. Right. Because by midseason, week eight, week nine, mm-hmm. we're going to see what that what that <laughs> what that record yeah. is. And that record yeah. is gonna is gonna dictate yep. the mentality. The attitudes. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna quit, yeah, guys won't quit. Mm-hmm. That's when he's gonna start getting hit. Yeah. So how long is it? it, mm-hmm. it if that's the case, and that's when that happens, how yeah. long will his forty year old body stand up? Right. And, and lucky for him, he and he and he and uh, he and Floyd. Yeah. And see, the other thing is, people forget or overlook the fact that yeah, they did sign Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but there was not much else. As far as improvements, yeah. So it wasn't like okay, we got Tom Brady now. We need to get some more, some more beef on this offensive mm-hmm. line. That didn't happen. Then they brought in Gronk, thinking, all right, we'll make him comfortable there. Okay, now teams know, and the NFC is a different animal. Yeah. Teams, I think this, I think this is part of what happened yesterday. They took Gronk out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got to make this work. Time terrific with these new receivers mm-hmm. and minimal training camp. How are these guys going to catch on? Right. How are these guys going to step now, up? Isn't isn't it ironic that even when you compare basketball and football, when you compare them mm-hmm. and you compare conferences, mm-hmm. ain't it crazy how the East Coast teams, mm-hmm. just like the NFC, the yep. Eastern Conference is the gritty, grindy, yeah. is the and then yeah. when you go out to the West, West Coast, it's, it's the free flowing, yeah, running it's gun. The same, thing same thing in the NBA, in the NFL is the same yeah. way. You know, what I mean, it's kind of crazy that that it's like that. I don't know yeah. why it's like that, but yeah, it is the crazy. Similarities is uncanny, man. Yeah, that when you come from that area and then you come over to, you realize, oh, they, yeah, they, they dogs. This is because the only time you really see them is a chip run, right, or a out of conference game here and yep. there. But now you got to see these dudes On pretty much every week. Yeah. Outside of how many outside conference maybe do two? Yep. Come on. Two, maybe see, three. Maybe three. You're mm-hmm. going to see 
somebody on the so on, on the west yeah. three times. Yes. So yeah. that that means you've got 13, what the season is? 14, 14, 15 games <laughs> where it, it could be rough for you yeah, the whole man. day. Yeah. The whole night. Yeah. You know? And, and it, it, it's a big change. Uh, like you said, you know, people tried to hype that up as the 40, the older elder statesman at quarterback. Yeah, but the difference is, it's continuity on that black yeah, and gold man. side. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that continuity be, yet. Yeah. On that, you know, See, that if he was 35 at the time, if it he was 35, I would say, give him some time. Yeah. But he's 40. Yeah, he's 40. He, he on a, he, yeah. he on slope. Mm-hmm. He coming down. So, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be tough to see. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna to be. See. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be interesting gonna be too. Very. It's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> you know, it, it it's just funny because I'm talking. I was talking to Hope yesterday. We were watching the game. She was like, "You not gonna?" I said, "Nah." I said, "I'm not really into this game, whatever." I said, "She was like, oh, you don't want to see Tom Brady lose." I said, "Of course I want to see him lose." I said, "But." I'm taking this first game with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned to her, and it's the thing that I mentioned all the time about his wins and his success, where people consider him the GOAT. And I say, like we both said, it's asterisk next yeah, to a lot of his success. You know, and I said, you don't have that same cohesiveness where, and I just flat out said, you don't have that cheating over here now. Yeah. You know, and like you said, it's a little bit rougher in the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit rougher because you got these guys that are looking now. Is especially if it's a team that you played in a championship faction that's from the NFC, mm-hmm. and they get their chance to play you again. Now yeah, you're with the yeah, NFC, yeah. and they know the Tampa Bay Bucks. They know the things that they can do, how they can scheme against you, and come and try and clean your clock mm-hmm. just because. That's coming. Oh yeah, it is coming. Oh yeah, you know. I think yesterday the Saints went out to prove a point to say that this is our house, this is our division, and welcome to the NFC. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to have that cakewalk mm-hmm. like you had. You know, you saw these guys all the time, so you knew their weak spots. You haven't seen these guys as much. Yeah. So you got to get back to, like you said, maybe the 30, 35-year-old Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Now you might be able to do it mentally, but physically, but physically yeah. is where the problem comes in. He still got his touch. I seen him yeah. touch fast. And, and, and the physicality right. thing where you can't move. Now you've got defensive ends that are three hundred plus pounds that run four threes, four mm-hmm. fours, four fives. Mm-hmm. That's quick. And them jumping off the line and getting there, yeah. and then you're playing with. A coach that's playing a different scheme where it's a different scheme for you, it's a different outlook, different style for you. So you have to get into it and make yourself comfortable in it. It's not like every year you went with Belichick and you knew Belichick was going to make it comfortable for you. Right. You didn't have to work as hard to be comfortable. And they have now, to create, they got to create yeah. an, an identity offensively. Now, now you have to work a little bit harder yeah. to get comfortable. To create that identity. And like you said, you've had guys there that have had success with lesser quarterbacks mm-hmm. before you got there. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult to pull them in, to change their attitudes, like you mentioned, the Mike Evans, right. guys like right. that, that have had success 
okay, you Tom Brady. All right. So it should be easier for both of us now. That's what I was about to say. And those guys was there with Jameis Winston, who threw for almost 5,000 yards. Right. So it's not that the offense can't move because right. they've done it. Mm-hmm. What, how are you going to implicate what you know and you do to an offense to get that has hope. already? Are you going to minimize? You going to minimize the mistakes at QB? Right. Because you just threw a pick six. Yeah. You threw another, and you threw and you threw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you on the pace of doing just what Jameis Winston, Winston was just doing. Yep. And what we what we always talked about in terms of preseasons. Should they get rid of preseason? Should they mm-hmm. keep it? Or should they do one game? The lot of people they want to keep right. use that one game. I think they should do like one or two games. Yeah, and now we're seeing you got to have something. And, you know, you and now that you something. brought that up, if and when they get to a point with when we get through this pandemic, if and when we get through this pandemic and they get to a full season where they can have a full training camp, you can split those games at training camp. It doesn't have to be training right. camp, right. then the two preseason games, right. then whatever. You can start training camp, which you'll have a full training camp. You can start that and do about four, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Then you have your one preseason game. Right. Then at the very end of training camp, you have one more preseason game before you start the season. Yeah. Which I think yeah, could work. Yeah, it doesn't have to be back to Right, which I right. think could work because you can iron out some things. You can start with a plan. Up until your first game, mm-hmm. you can get that first game. Then you can, like you said, you can analyze if I can use this guy. I may not use him as a wide receiver. I may just use him on special teams. Yeah. And you can do that in practice, and then put it in a game format, and, and then see how it goes yeah. out, and then have that week to cut down mm-hmm. your roster and move into the regular season. Yeah. So I think that could work. Like I said, the whole time that we talked about sports being stopped and sports slowly coming back, and People will say that I talked about the NBA. I gave them too much credit, maybe. But I don't think I did. Because, like I said, they covered just about everything that they felt would come up. Mm-hmm. And when they started the restart, they gave the teams an eight-game season. They had a little mini camp, and then they gave them an eight-game season. And then they moved into the playoffs. And then they made the adjustments where they were playing every other day. Because we don't need the travel time. You don't yeah. need the rest. We, yeah, we, every here. other day. Everybody's yeah. here. You're going to play every other day. But what it did was it got those guys back together to get those level, some of that level of continuity back mm-hmm. before the playoffs started. And it gave them, eight, gave them eight games, which I think was good. I mean, I would have been happy with four. But they gave them eight, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then they incorporated, as far as in the Western Conference, the 11 teams. They didn't just cut it off at like 9 right, or 10. Right, they went 11 teams. Right. So they gave those teams that were fighting a chance, a chance with those eight games. They gave everybody a chance. And you saw what happened. Portland took that chance. Ultimately, Dan got hurt. They couldn't get over. And now you see what Denver is doing mm-hmm. with that chance. So I think it could work. You know, like I said, you do the two preseason games. You do. You start your training camp. You go a couple weeks and you have a preseason game. And then you finish training camp and you have another preseason game and then you move into the season. Yeah. I think that would be better because, like you said, then you have that first preseason game and then now you can start working on your schemes with your regulars. And you can trickle in in that training camp. You can start to trickle in Mm -hmm. the people that you want to add into the system or to the game plan or whatever. That's what the pandemic did. The pandemic actually shed light on some 
some areas that needed to be seen a little differently. Mm -hmm. Because there's always been discussion about whether or not the preseason should be shorter, right. longer, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. should the should the actual season be lengthened a little longer right. or whatever. You have now you have a kind of idea of what it would it could kind of look like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you you partially did it. Yeah. As well as basketball. Yep. You know. Certain systems in the, the way basketball is set up, and, and remember the season basketball season normally starts, yeah, October thirty first, right. And then they're talking about <laughs> it's like they're pushing that back. Even you know the draft was supposed to be October the sixteenth, right. free agency the eighteenth. Mm -hmm. That's being pushed back. They're talking about the season may not start until around Christmas, and yeah. now that might not even happen. And but see, here's the crazy part: you're going to push it. You possibly could push it back to Christmas, <coughs> but. We'll be going right back into the same area. Yep. And so you can't keep pushing mm -hmm. it back. Right. And if you're doing that, now you're changing when these games start. Now that changes, yep. it changes money. Mm -hmm. So you start messing with And then, money, like you say, with the NBA, with the yeah. NBA and the way that's set up, when you get into the playoffs, then you have to decide now do we do a season and then move into a bubble for the playoffs? Right. Because you have to condense it now, so mm -hmm. to speak, with your time frame. And then you got these arenas where you're expecting or you want to bring fans back into it, but you get con you get condensed. Yeah. And then it's like we can't do the two three days in between because yeah. they're traveling and all that. We can't do that. So we gotta yeah. do something. I mean, they was off what about four months? Yeah. So you off about four months of no no basketball in terms of NBA mm -hmm. basketball, but a lot of guys are still working out. Right. But now, now you're in this playoff format. It ain't that many of y'all left anyway. Right. So everybody else, if you on chill mode, mm -hmm. that's an issue on your own. You yeah. should still be working out because that season should. I, I say they should shoot for uh, the uh, the uh, Thanksgiving, the yeah. end of the end of November. I think that would be good. You know, because it's mean? not that far off it from when you start. Off. It's not right. that far off. Mm -hmm. And you still got guys. You got guys that didn't make the playoffs. They ain't been playing anyway. Right. You got guys that weren't invited to the bubble. That At all. haven't been playing so anyway. You, yeah, you got hundreds of guys mm -hmm. that were not playing. Once that shut down, they wasn't going to make the playoffs. Right. So they haven't been, been playing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's kind of weird how, how uh, it's going to play out. I hope that they shoot for Thanksgiving. Right. You know what I mean? The end of the end of November, mm -hmm. then that's just thirty days off from when yeah. you would have started in October. Right. And you still kinda on pace. Still kinda on pace. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Play catch up, you know. What yeah, I mean? play catch up. So closing out week one tonight, you got Pittsburgh at the Giants, Tennessee. It's a lot of Giants fans at on here too, right? Denver. Now. A lot of Giants fans. Yeah, I see. Them. A lot of Giants fans. So the Giants yeah. have Right now, have the upper hand, so to speak, in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. The only team that hasn't played yet. <laughs> they number one. So they they temporarily have an upper <laughs> hand, you know, <laughs> in, in that division. So those games will be on ESPN tonight. Um, I will post those scores for you tomorrow. So right now, before we close out, we're going to run through this week two mm -hmm. schedule. I did. Oh, my picks. fault, there. I mean to cut you off. I do have uh, folks that did uh, send me in their sheet. Mm -hmm. I was tallying them up. It's about three or four people sent some stuff in to me. Okay. And I'll I, I'll have that. I'll shoot that over to you. I'll tally that up. Okay. After tonight, after tonight's games. 
Cool. I'm tall, man. I just want to tell you right now, I'm hot. All right. Only got about only got about two losses. Yeah, I, I went through mines and I'm I was. <laughs> yeah, only got about two losses. Let me losses, see. I got one, two. I got four. I got about two. I got about yeah, two I got or three four. losses so far. Yeah, I got four losses. Which is not including for the first the, week. The two games tonight. Yeah, so. I got four, not including two games tonight. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Thursday, Cincinnati at Cleveland, Battle of Ohio. I might have, I might have, I might have to go with Cincinnati. At Joe Cleveland. Burrow, Joe Burrow showed me I'm something, I'm going man. with Cincy. They, there's something, looking at highlights from yesterday's Cleveland game, something going on there. Yeah. I don't, can't put my finger on it just yet, but you can see the mannerisms with those guys on the field with some of the broken plays, some of the miscues, that is something else got to be going on there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to swing and go with Cincy, too, for that game. And we move into Sunday. The Giants at the Bears. I'm stretching here. I'm going to go with the Giants over the Bears because of the Saquon Barkley factor. And I'm not sure about Chicago's defense Outside of Khalil Mack. Yeah. I'm still not sold on Trubisky either. So I'm going to swing with the Giants. I'm, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I'm going to go with the home team. Okay. I'm going to go with the home team. We move along. Atlanta at Dallas. I'm going with Atlanta. I'm going with the Falcons too. I Even though Dallas it's in Dallas, I think the Falcons have a resurgence. I think they're going to try and make a statement this season, mm-hmm. not just in this game. Uh, like I said, they, they and they lost to Seattle in Week One right. at home. So I'm looking for them to bounce back. Detroit at Green Bay. I'm going with discount double check. I'm going yeah. with the Packers there. Pack. Jacksonville, Tennessee. I like Tennessee at home in that game. I, I might go with the Jags, man. I saw something in them, man. I watched. I watched. Uh, Second half of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I like what I see over there. Minnesota, the Minnesota, Indianapolis, at Indianapolis. Dalvin Cook is re-signed. Uh, for some reason, Kirk Cousins has played okay for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's got some weapons there. I'm gonna go with the Vikings on the road. Yeah, I might go with the Vikings. Buffalo at Miami. I like the defense in Buffalo. I'm going with the yeah. Bills. I might go with Buffalo too. Niners at the Jets. I'm like, going with the Niners. I like us over the Jets. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on uh, Darnold with the Jets. I mean, and they could focus on Le'Veon Bell. Then it's not much else there mm-hmm. as far as the Giants. The L.A. Rams at Philadelphia. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the Eagles at home. Uh, I think Lane Johnson will be back. I think Carson will have a little something to prove, something to show, considering the way yesterday's game went. And, again, as I've been telling Frank for the longest, I'm not sold, still not completely sold on Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean McVay, I think yesterday, wants to – tried to show that he wanted to play chess as far as his game plan and scheming. I just don't think that the Rams are 
built for that type of play. Um, we have to do something on that left side of the offensive line. We got to do something to try and contain the best we can, uh, Aaron Donald. And we've got to give Jalen Ramsey different looks, depending on whether he's going to shadow one of our receivers or mm-hmm. not. We'll see. But I still think that I think the Eagles are usually the Doug Doug Peterson is usually good preparing them after a loss, coming back after a loss. Then they're at home, although there's no fans. I think the comfortability of being home, um, knowing that you went to their building the last two years and beat them when they were better than they are now, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I think the Eagles will, will come back and win in a close one. I don't want to sprinkle my bad luck on y'all every time I pick y'all. y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to sprinkle my bad luck on y'all. I'm uh, just going to go with the Rams because I think that right now, this this Rams team right now got a little, they got a little something with them right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't, they don't, they got the attitude of their coach. Mm-hmm. They don't particularly care who they play. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, we we was in a battle royal with them last season, mm-hmm. both games. We we swept them, but right. I mean that lead went back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I ain't sold with Jared Goff either. But the way it's going to be on, it's going to come down to your quarterback. Yeah. And your quarterback is going to determine whether or not those D backs and that defense mm-hmm. can get after y'all the way. If the if if he got sacked eight times. Mm-hmm. And you bringing in the Rams who blitz almost sixty to seventy percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You got a headache on him. Yeah, it's going to be on him. So absolutely, I'm just going to roll with. I don't want to sprinkle my bad luck on y'all. So got you. Understood. Give me, Understood. give me the Rams. Denver at Pittsburgh. Going with the Steelers at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina at Tampa Bay, rather. I got. I'm That's a toughie. See, my bro- my brother's a die. He on here talking trash to my brother's a die hard Tampa Bay fan. So which one? My brother Tim, the one living in New York. <laughs> so you know he he been rolling with Doug since Doug Williams. So he a real Tampa Bay fan. Okay. But all right, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay because they're home. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's no fans, but I think the comfortability yeah. may play a part. Right. And Carolina yeah. hasn't. Carolina mm-hmm. is still. Yeah. They still. And then, both teams are still yeah. trying to figure it right. out. Right. And then on top of that, you know, Carolina, okay, they did what they did Sunday. But mm-hmm. you look at the other side, you look at Tampa Bay, and then you look at everything that we just talked about about mm-hmm. Tom Brady, where he's going to want to save face. Yeah. So he's going to do everything in his power to not lose that game. Right. Not going to say he's going to do everything in his power to win that game. Because it's a different, different atmosphere. So I think he's going to do everything in his power to not lose it. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with Tampa Bay at home. Washington at Arizona. I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going with Arizona in Arizona. Kansas City at the Chargers. I'm going with, I'm going with my boy Mahomie. Baltimore at Houston. I'm going with the Ravens. I like the Ravens on the road as well. New England at Seattle. Different quarterback situation. I like Seattle at home. I, I like Seattle at home. Next Monday night, New Orleans at Las Vegas. I like the Saints I'm in the Saints that game too. as well. So, here's the thing, people. We just gave you our picks for week 
two. The schedule will go up tomorrow after we finish out week one. So the schedules will go up mm-hmm. for the remainder of the season. Schedules will go up on Tuesdays. Okay? So we give you the Thursday game to pick, and then you can f- go all the way through to Monday. When you submit your scores or your picks, please, please try to go in order with the schedule. Mm-hmm. If you can, you can screenshot it, check it off, and send it back to us. Right. Send it to myself at sportswrap underscore D or at ball75, or you can put it in the Facebook group page, Sports Rap Radio Show. Mm-hmm. So what we have on the line is, on a weekly basis, it's going to be a gift card up for grabs for the winner for every week. True. And the reason we want you to go in order of the schedule is it makes it easy for us to tally and compare notes mm-hmm. and get everything situated and get it in. So there you have it, folks. Your week two schedules will go up every Tuesday. From now on, there will be a prize weekly. And we may even consider keeping the tally if everybody participates, as many people as we get, to see who gets the most and wins something a little bit bigger at the end of the season. We'll still talk We'll talk about that a little bit more. So, there you have it. And Frank, before you chime in, you're part of the show, you can't win. <laughs> Before you ask, you can't win. Just like I can't win <laughs> and, and Baldy can't, can't win. I can only talk. Drag. We're gonna we'll put in we'll put in our submissions as well just yeah, for the fun right. of it. But again, we need you to submit your picks in order of the schedules to myself at, at uh sports underscore D or Baldy at Ball75 or in the group page Sports Rap Radio Show on Facebook. We will tally up, and when we come back the following week, we will tell the person, call the person's name who won, and we will figure out how we will get them their prize when they win. That being said, it's 1257, another show in the books. Good to have my partner back. Feels good to be back in the building, bro. So we'll be back doing this together for a while now. We are back in business. Hopefully we'll get Frank back up in here sooner or later when he can get in here. Mm-hmm. But you are, or have been, tuned in to Sports Rap, Heat 100 Radio, heat100radio.com. Like I said, if you get into the link in the group page, or description in the group page, the link in my bio, there's the link for the mobile app. You can catch us on YouTube, Sports Rap TV. Some video of today will go up tomorrow as well, or Wednesday at the latest. Football schedule week two will be up tomorrow. You can also get us on the podcast on iHeart or wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Sports Rap Podcast and you will find us. You can check out some old stuff, some current stuff as we do it. Enjoy your Monday. It's not going to be as hot as it's been today. It's going to be a little cooler, maybe a little bit of rain today. But enjoy your Monday. Stay safe. Keep social distancing. Remember, you can DM us with any questions, any comments you want to add into the show. And we will see you all week on social media and next Monday here on Sports Wrap. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. I'm not